Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. Uh, it's a sunshiny day. We'll see how that goes as the day goes on. The weather sure was nice yesterday, temperate. Uh, it's just wonderful weather to be out and about. My name is Elk Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has just parked the bus and reading the paper. <laughs> Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. It is 67 degrees mm. in downtown Columbia. Fall is in the air. Yeah. August. There we go. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest, dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning, guys. It's so good to be with you all. And it does feel like fall outside. Glad to have you. All right, folks. A University of Chicago survey this week reveals that 30 million Americans, Democrats, are willing to resort to violence should Trump be duly elected president in order to keep him from being in order, inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the threat to our democracy. Mm. Uh, that's the real threat. And uh, unfortunately, I'm afraid that's where we are. Uh, in the meantime, you know, I'm just loving this. And this even, you know, we, we, got, a, <laughs> we got a man singing about how uh, he has to go to work uh, every day for BS pay while the rich get richer and richer. And Democrats across the country and even locally, the president of the Murray County Democrats is, you know, going, they're, they're going triggered. Yeah, triggered by that. You know, I mean, I mean, truly, we're an upside down world. I, we, we are. We're a crazy the, world. You know, it is the the inmates are running the asylum. Let's we, just put it that uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, the, the, the working man's getting BS pay and the rich get richer. And, mm. and Democrats say that, you know, that's an evil message. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Ever, I mean the Aldine song and this one have. I mean, it's I the Aldine song didn't have what this. Not one has. anything. Well, not any either one of these. Are, it this, should this have triggered one, anything. Well, we are going. We are. I think on you know the thirty million Americans will will resort to violence if Trump's elected. That I mean, we we are on. We we, we uh, Debbie I, yesterday was saying we've had two great periods of political and social upheaval in the last. Uh, you know, 100 years or so in this country. One of them was the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Guthrie chronicled that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other was the upheaval of the late 60s. Right. Uh, Bob Dylan chronicled that. Bob Dylan and Joan Baez That's chronicled right. that. And now this uh, t- at Tony. What's uh, it's Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Well, there's going to be Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Oliver is he he has caught the mood of the American people. Well, there's going to be a lot of great music come out of the next two years. Well, but uh, he, it's going to go down with the times. They are changing. I mean, uh, this is the he has caught the frustration of the American people. Uh, and Miss York, I'm going to throw you a bone here. But I'll snatch it back from you in a little bit. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, 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 we we do you know I I I looked back I was just curious 
And most of you from, you know, as Rush Limbaugh say, from real limbo, Linda, just can't understand basic economics. Uh, I mean, uh, most of you, particularly Democrats, think that there's a finite amount of money out there in the world. There's Infinite? No, finite. Oh, that there's not enough money. No, that, that there's just there's this Endless. pot. There's just okay. no finite. Okay. There's just this pot. Unlimited, yeah. No, not unlimited. Finite. You know, it, it's a got certain a, portion. It's got an end. There's a there's this pot of money out there in the United States or the world. Let's say it's got three hundred trillion dollars in it. Okay. And that's all that there will ever be is okay. three hundred trillion dollars. It's not going to grow. It's not going to shrink. It's just a matter of dividing up the three hundred tw- trillion between the population of the of the U.S. or the planet, however you want to do it. Okay. But that there's a finite amount of money, okay. and it's just a, so if these people over here don't have enough of it, these people over here needs to get some more. You know, I mean that's 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 the way the thinking goes. Well, in socialism and communism, that is basically true. Capitalism, though, can create new money. New money that can a larger pie, a the three hundred trillion can grow. It can double to six hundred, triple mm-hmm. to nine hundred, and then the problem for macroeconomics at that point, or government in or the Fed Reserve or whoever, is to try to make sure that that additional money is fairly. I, I use the wrong word, fairly, but that labor gets its appropriate award. Capital gets its appropriate award, uh, and that macroeconomics are used to make sure that this increase in money is divided uh, the way, as a society, we would like to see it divided. Now, the problem is, if you go back to 1970, uh, productivity. Now, productivity equals new money. Now, let me try to explain that to you, P. Brains. Uh, Productivity equals new money. So let's say for $10,000 GM, $10,000 in wages, GM could build you one car in 1970. But adjusted for real dollars in 2023, $10,000 in wages would build three cars. That is a threefold increase in productivity. So that generates that creates new money new money which then uh money that society didn't have before which again macroeconomics and government can work to make sure that labor gets its fair return capital gets its fair return whatever now the problem is back in 1970 uh you could in this country a working person could buy a car any car truck they wanted to and pay it off with a six month note uh you could the average worker could buy the average house and pay it off in three years uh a single wage earner made plenty of money to have a nice comfortable american middle-class lifestyle and send their child to college now we know that that's not true anymore (laughs) it's simply not true anymore and uh what has happened is over these last 50 years, productivity has increased by almost 300% in the United States. Wages, though, have only gone up by about 125%. Uh, that additional productivity is flowing, probably, 
to Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and all these mega billionaires, and well, and also these large funds on Wall Street and whatever. Uh, but it's not flowing back to the workers. It's not flowing back to wages, or substantial portions of it are not. They're simply not. And uh, this new new money, and it's not flowing back to wages, not at least not in the amount that it should. And this trend's been going on since 1971. Now, Mr. York, York, before you go, before you go, I told you so. We need a higher minimum wage. We need to tax the rich. Blah 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 blah. You know, I guess the Democrats are still saying that. I haven't heard a Democrat say that lately. If you mm-hmm. didn't, no, uh-uh. Because I, all the working blue-collar people are now in the Republican Party. I mean, I <laughs> all I hear about is wanting to chop the breast off of eight-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard a bit about tax the rich and raise the minimum wage from any Democrat in years. But anyway, if you, if, if you give me a document where they're taking a breast off an of eight-year-old female, you you uh you send it to me. Well, maybe a 12-year-old. And I'll declare it on the air. Maybe a 12-year-old. Since you are the truth master, send me that information. Well, maybe a 12-year-old, and Vanderbilt was investigated for doing exactly that by the Tennessee Attorney General. Yep, that's true. Your school school was investigated? Yep. Golly. And and North Carolina is at the front of that stuff, too. That just drives me insane. And and so, no, I'm not not getting off on that. Back to your weird economic lesson, Dale, which is not an economic lesson. Well, it is, but people just call Confusing. To, to yeah, your you audience. can't understand but, it, but Mr. here's York. the here's the deal. And neither can Debbie. I can understand it just it fine. It has always been a problem between workers and the big conglomerate corporations. Well, well that, that, if, if, if you talk uh, about just it, just hang on a minute, Mr. York. Mr. York, you know, you know, raise taxes, tax the rich, attack the big conglomerate corporations. Now, this has been going on since 1970. How many Democratic presidents have we had since 1970? Yep. Let's count. Yep. Carter, Clinton, Obama, you know, have served a, a substantial, you know, Car- Carter was one term, Clinton two terms, Obama two terms. What did they do about it? Nothing. What did the Republicans no, do no, about wait, wait, Jim. Nothing. Hey, listen, guys. What did the Republicans hey, do about it? If y'all will give me a minute, I'm going to tell you what I the Republicans did I want to say what the Republicans did as well, and I need y'all to let me dig into this thought just for a second. During the Trump administration, his main goal was to bring money from offshores back and manufacturing back into the United States, which we were trying to get these car plants what are you talking about? back in. Trump tried to get manufacturing back into the U.S., especially has- the car manufacturers. This is the deal, is that we bailed out GM. And now they're back to putting these uh, car well, you know, companies I, 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 in I, I, Mexico where these guys are making six dollars and twenty five cents a day. Debbie, Debbie, you're leaving topic, and I'm and not leaving the topic. Yes, this are. is the this is the topic. You're leaving topic, and and you know, yes, that might have uh, that might have served to return some more uh, increased wages to labor uh, by, by bringing those manufacturings back. It, it could be a part of a solution. But we do have but the Democratic... The, but we have... Not, as soon as Biden got back could, into office, it reopened sending well, like these... I said, it could be a part of a solution, but, but it's not... How anti-Democrat is it for you to reopen for your manufacturing to go back to Mexico where they're only well, getting six twenty five a day? In the big picture of things, that is not what is causing wages to not to rise appropriately. Okay. Now... Delk, I agree that in the 70s, it was the beginning of a boom 
for productivity and productivity increased and people were able to do things differently. But there's always been a problem between people rich that have employees and big corporations not wanting to pay their workers. Now there were well, unions. Again, though, there were like, unions you're in like, the you're 70s. You're like my you're like my daddy, Mr. York. You view it in in moral terms. It's not that, what 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 should morality is not going to cure it. What is there were unions back in the seventies and the eighties, uh, and when Reagan got in office, he started killing the unions. Well, you so, know, so the so the amount that people were but, able to nevertheless to earn never, went down. Nevertheless, overall. unions existed, and and they and instead of doing what they might have done, and again, the uh, unions might be some of a solution, but. The problem is unions throttle productivity. So they're really when the unions union, don't throttle productivity. Yes, they unions do. Aid productivity. When the when the unions move in, what you it, don't like is the fact that they bring back an equity pay scale for Ms. workers. York, what I'm trying they to challenge benefits. What I'm trying to challenge you to do instead of the same old tired tropes is to say yes, there is a problem. But let's you know, like I said, we've already been through three Democratic administrations since. 1970, and they absolutely failed to address it. Then you ask, what did Republicans do? And I'll tell you what they did. The Bush Republicans did, they wanted to lower... Start with Reagan. Start with Reagan. Don't start with Bush. Start with Reagan. No, I, I, well, I, I'm going to start with Bush and go back to Reagan, because all the Bush Republicans ever want to do is lower the capital gains tax. I remember in law school, when I, my tax course, we got down to capital gains tax, and my law professor looked up at me and said, capital gains uh, a tax at a, a reduced rate is nothing more than a gift to the rich. And he was right, and he's still right. And they still, and why don't the Republicans change that? Well, there been there's a house there's a house of representatives can pass that bill, and I can guarantee you the Democrats would probably jump on and pass it. Well, the, Why don't the well, Republicans the, the, do it? The, the but Republicans hadn't any money like hasn't now, any money that and, you put and, in the market already been Ronald taxed? Reagan raised the capital gains tax, and it created a, a a much more equitable system. And a solution was started to be had until Bush got inaugurated and immediately lowered the capital gains tax. Yeah, he raised it. He lowered. The, uh, he raised the capital gains tax, but he killed unions. He didn't kill the unions. The what? Teamsters are fine and well because they just negotiated a the great only, contract for the UPS. The only union he killed was the airline controllers. The rest of them just died on their own because they weren't serving no, they their... No, they didn't die on their own. There were laws passed against unionism, just like we just passed a law here in Tennessee where teachers if, can't deduct their union dues from their paychecks. And if teachers thought the unions were doing them any good, they'd gladly cut a check. Let's Let's take a break. of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shear dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. edition my name is del kennedy i'm dude number three dude number two clayton harris good morning del good morning everybody dude number one mr jimmy york how are you good morning del good morning everybody let me make a shout out once you introduce the next guest absolutely uh and uh debbie matthews regular guest dude how you doing i'm doing great what's going on miss york Okay, I'd like to give a shout out congratulations to judge camille reese mcmullen she's been a Appointed as the head 12 uh, member appeals court in the state of Tennessee. She is the first African-American woman to hold that position. So congratulations to her. Now, this is the Tennessee Court of Appeals. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm I don't I'm not familiar with Judge McMullen, but uh, that sounds. um, Yeah, she's from Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Judge McMullen. Yeah. The the Court of Appeals folks uh, is. well, there. Let me explain. You have your trial courts, your circuit courts, your chancery courts. That's where a jury can be impaneled and a trial had. From there, the appeals go to the various courts of appeals. There's a court of criminal appeals, and then there's a which hears criminal appeals, and then there's a court of appeals, which it sounds like Judge McMullen has been appointed to, which hears. Right which hears civil appeals. Uh, now, there's no jury at that level. It's simply uh, legal briefs. Well, Judge Pendle, huh? Well, they, they don't... I don't think they ever meet as a 12-judge panel. They typically, you know, it's, it's a rotation. They meet as three-judge panels. Three, oh yeah, three-judge, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and there's something about the grand divisions. There's West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee, and... Uh, Typically, they meet in three judge panels, and the court of appeals will, will hear a civil appeal. You know, a, a, let's say you had a trial about a property line dispute. You know, then uh, and you one party or other wanted to appeal it, then it would be appealed to the court of appeals. Uh, but again, the, the court of appeals cannot impanel a jury. They would simply hear the briefs and arguments of uh, what happened and the transcripts of what happened at the trial court and decide whether there's any error there warranting perhaps a a new trial. Uh, And then, of course, from the Court of Appeals, uh, appeals may be taken to the Tennessee Supreme Court. Uh, And so that's that's how it works. But the Court of Appeals is a very, very uh, important uh, position. And in, in the legal hierarchy, it's it's pretty dead gum high up in the world. <laughs> so uh, who appointed her, Jim? Was it Governor Lee? No. Who Bill appointed? Bradison appointed her. 
to to the I thought she just got put on the appeals court. Oh, she was already a judge. Yeah, but who who uh, who put uh, her up to the appeals Brad- court? Bradison. Uh, well, I know I, nominated I, her for being a judge. Right. No, I'm talking about who just put her court. on the appeals. It, 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 Governor Lee would have had to put her on right. the appeals court if it happened recently. Right. Yeah. This just, if this just happened, then it was Governor Lee, correct? Yeah, it would have to. Okay. Be. There's no other way. Okay. We we, we don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the matter, Clay? No, I, I mean we're not going to give any credit to a Republican. I know that's the thing. Th- yeah. Because so, you know. uh, oh, to... another. I give credit to Republicans. Tennessee is leading killer of of guns uh, in in the nation. They're, the guns that exist in the state of Tennessee are leading killer for children. The people with guns in Tennessee are the leading. Is, is that is that what you meant? No, I'm saying guns are the leading killer for Tennessee children, and it's getting worse. And and I hope they do something about that when they do the special session. Let me tell you what I want to see. You know, uh, Bradison, that's all I, mean, I got to Brad- see about that. So uh, Biden, of course, said no comment for the Lahai. La, 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 is that correct, Maui? Yeah, Maui. Where the fou- the the fire was. So while I was driving in this morning, they were talking about that. Biden originally had said no comment, but today he's sent federal funds down, so he's given $700 per person that was affected by the fire, which the news said this morning equaled to $1.4 million, whereas we've had $100 billion going to the Ukraine. So I am, I am um, so disappointed in that. I really am. That what now, Debbie? That the that. people of the people of Hawaii ended up getting. I think they're sending them seven hundred dollars per. Yeah, it reminds me of Bush gave him a credit card after <laughs> Katrina. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going on in Hawaii. That that's a weird situation. There's some kind of weird Hawaii thing going on there. Well, I, I they're, mean, try, they're, they're, fire in, in they're trying. They're trying. They're trying to keep the developers out of out there. Of you know, I don't know, but let's let's go back to the rich man north of Richmond. Yes, and yeah, but but Dale, let me tell you this before you get on before you go on your diatribe. Okay, people who are rich have never understood the needs of working people, and this seems to be brand new to you. But this has always been a case where the working person has not fully been appreciated by their employer. Well, Ms. York, and the working that, that person, is, person has been cut short on wages. We're still finding workers that are behind the wage gap in this country, all across this country, not well, just Ms. York, uh, in Washington, D.C. This uh, moral preaching is not going to change this. Oh, y'all, you, shouldn't you be paying your workers more? They're starving, poor little uh, baby Cratchit, whatever. That does not work. The trick, of, the trick of macroeconomics is to incentivize businesses to pay more to their workers. Where they wake up in the morning and go, you know, we're, if we're going to get the job done that we want to get done, we got to pay them more. If and, they're in, increasing productivity, Delk, isn't that an incentive to pay workers more? It is, but something's not working right. Well, we had Wait a Democratic, a minute, we, we had a Democratic candidate right. on this air. In the world. All, right, Jim, all right, Debbie, Debbie, we had Debbie, a, Debbie let's. We had a Democratic candidate on the air last summer who said they went to a job and was slowly quitting, and that's a theme through where people are not working, and there is a lot of part of labor that well, just you know, says, "I don't have to work." You, you, I am not going. 
I'll listen to you guys say, oh, the lazy-ass workers won't work and the greedy businesses won't pay. I I have employees, and I pay well above the minimum wage. Jim, there, there okay. are people working two and three jobs to try to make ends again, meet. Again, both of y'all are just perfect examples. You of don't want to hear that because you're a wealthy man. What you I would not want to hear. What do I not want to hear? You don't want to hear that a worker out there working across this country needs to have an equitable wage. Miss York, again, the trick of macroeconomics is not to... I don't care about macro nothing. I'm talking about... Well, there we go, and that's why this country... That's why we got 50 years of failed policy, because Democrats and Republicans, all they're going to do is attack the rich, raise the minimum wage, and Republicans are going to lower the capital gains tax. Now, you know, that's just, you know, sorry... I mean, that's that that it doesn't it hadn't worked doesn't work and right now whatever Biden's doing doesn't work, you know, I, and there is well, a. I think people are, are better off now than under under Trump. Oh well, <laughs> there. Then why is an anthem like that about the rich men? Because that's in? somebody who's trying to make money on a song. That's oh wait, exactly. It, if it, it if it, it just was not happens to coincide with what if it was not resonating the nation. If it was not resonating with millions of Americans, it would not be popular. You, and you all would pick the laziest horse to jump on the saddle. That's what you're doing as a Republican. And and I've tried to toss you a bone, Mr. York, and say you are right about the problem. Wages are too low. And they have been now for fifty years. But moral preaching uh, and the tired old crap that the Democrats always want to do, bash the rich, tax the rich, and raise the minimum wage. I mean, you've had, you've had in, in that period of time, you've had Democratic presidents, Democratic uh, both houses of Congress. Uh, right now you've got a Democratic president and the Senate, and nothing's being done. And I'm also tossing you a bone that, that the Republicans – and, you know, instead of trying to incentivize a return to the workers, the Bush type establishment Republicans have just said, no, we're going to get our more. We're going to get more of it ourselves. But Del, there are some companies that's paying good wages to their workers. There are some companies that are doing their due diligence. Well, the trick of but it. There are some companies, the smaller companies, I think, are hustling, trying to make as much as they can off the backs of their workers and they fail to realize well, how York, important the workers of these are. tired political tropes and and i don't think anybody's figured it out um i, I it's do not, think, it's not it's not a complicated yes uh, it is doubt. very complicated pay your workers pay your workers i get you know moralistic preachings are not going to work nobody I, i'm not going to pay my workers more just to make me feel good and a Christian, it's not going to happen. The thing, delegate, is you do pay to, your people well, though. Well, I mean, there's a difference. Well, you, you just said it. You're not going to pay your workers well to make them feel good. Well, well they're not supposed no, to feel I'm good. No, I didn't say that at all. I want happy workers. But uh, I didn't say that at all. But, again, all business people are going to pay what they think they need to pay uh, in the market to get happy and productive workers. Now, the problem is... You know, they are not incentivized. The the gap between productivity and wages keeps widening, and nobody in either party can explain it or figure out a way to address it. And the same old tired remedies have not worked. And so, I can explain it easy. Yeah, you know, I know I how you're going to explain it. As an hourly worker, and I work in you're, management, you're so explain. I know what the great divide is. The great divide 
is that you increase productivity as much as you possibly can, and you try to hold down wages as much as you possibly Ms. can. Ms. York, you're that's explaining it in the same there. old time. That is the same no. issue that's all. The issue of America is greed. Hey, Jim. Again, you, again, you have doubled down. The Democratic Party has doubled down on this for 50 years. They have had times when they've got control of both houses, the Congress and the presidency, and they've doubled down on what you're saying, and it does not Work. What well, have the Republicans well, done listen, to solve Jim, it? What I have they done to know solve that the Jim. Republicans have done anything to solve it? I, it, it what, well, the Repu- what the establishment Republicans have done in lowering capital gains taxes and a, a, another little jewel called carried interest, which lets Wall Street magnates, magnates just literally open the bank door and pay no taxes on billions of dollars. Uh, these little things are things that the Republicans have supported, and they are certainly are oppressing working people. Establishment Republicans have supported those things. Now, we've had two populist Republican uh, presidents, right. one being Reagan, the other being Trump. Trump. I don't think they came up with a solution to the problem, but both of them recognized the problem. Uh, and you have to set up an the, the the guardrails, the rules of the game are set by government. And the, what we want to do, thinking people, I'm talking think tank type stuff, not just knee-jerk political stump, yeah. pump, stump speeches. We need to figure out how to change the rules of the game where business people get up and go, you know, it's going to be worth my while to pay my workers more. What would you suggest? Other than just that statement, what would you suggest a business owner needs to do to pay his workers more? Um, uh, what I'm, well, you have what to I'm pay telling you, what I'm telling you, Mr. York, is that outside the political stump, there are people out there in think tanks and economists and researchers who are looking at the problem. And to the best of my knowledge, I mean, it, I would go to the Chicago School of Economics to see what they're saying. Um, I mean. <laughs> The first thing we've got to do is recognize that we've got this problem. Then we've got to thoughtfully and, I mean, intellectually, you know, find a solution to the problem. How do we change the rules of the game where businesses go, you know, I really need to pay my workers more. And that is that is that would that be supported by a national law, a federal law, a a national state of different state laws how would you how would that be supported well i think you're talking about it and, and i don't know exactly what i just know the you, yeah you're talking about a change in uh in federal law you're talking about a change in monetary policy perhaps but what um, about states rights I, I, don't I see believe that. the free market's going to take care of the salaries. What, what about if the government just stops spending so much money right. and they lower income tax rates on well the federal That's reserve right. sets uh you know, I see this as a national problem. I don't see it as a state problem. Right. Well, uh, well, should, what, the what, sta- what, should the federal government tell the states what the minimum wage ought to be? Yeah, but the min- raising the minimum wage hasn't worked. And people should strive to yeah, have make more than minimum wage, to Jim. Employees, huh? What's that? What I, I say, heck, a want, lot of minimum right, wage apply to let's, federal let's employees. I mean, raising—that's my point. Raising the minimum wage has not worked.
This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Stay comfortable and relax all summer long. Heller is keeping you chillin' with free outdoor gear when you upgrade your home's essential systems. We're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chillin' all summer long. Book your appointment at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio. 
And I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this Southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning, friends. Okay. I, I mean, we got two or three announcements, and I, and I want to leave this um, this economic talk and go on to other things, but uh, I mean, my point is, is pretty simple, that, you know, that Anthony Oliver has raised the voice of the nation and and they're saying that you know i'm a worker out here i'm getting bs paid and the rich man is uh getting richer and that's what people understand on a fundamental level well he's specifically and, saying rich men north of richmond well, are getting but richer you know like, and that is dc well that's dc but like ellen musk for instance i mean he's part of the rich men north of richmond because uh, i mean without subsidies tesla wouldn't federal yeah. subsidies tesla wouldn't exist without uh the united states government as its primary contractor spacex wouldn't exist so he's one of the rich men north of richmond well, as well but that he's specifically talking about the men that are taxing us to death and not spending it wisely no, no, and spending I, I, it I, everywhere else. I, well, everybody brings to a song their own interpretation. It's art, but I think yeah. he's talking about Elon Musk. And well, I think he's talking about D.C. and Congress. Well, he's definitely talking about that, but I think he's talking about Elon Musk and Bill Gates, too. And so but He's also talking about every rich person that lives in a bubble that doesn't understand the basic needs of a worker and, that's ne- and that has been there. Some of them have been there, and they've moved themselves up. Now they forget where they came from. Well, there's That's some the of that. Problem. All right, I'll give you some of that in there, but I, I want to end this discussion. I mean, I, that, some of that is in there as well, Mr. York. Uh, but, you know, instead of all this, you know, yelling at each other and, you know, raise the capital gains rate, lower the capital gains rate, raise, uh, you know, raise the minimum wage, blah, blah, blah. This problem, all of a sudden, we don't understand why. In roughly 1971, this huge disparity between productivity and wages increased and has been continuing to increase through Democratic and Republican administrations since 1971. And it was not a problem in America before then. And what we've got to do instead of <laughs> instead of throwing the well like i said in 1971 you could pay off your car a new car six month note a house in three years 
a what sing- was wages back in 1970, Bill? Well, it, yeah. it, but it wasn't what the amount was. It's what they would buy you. Well, a, yep. a man could go to work. Now, let's end this conversation. But a man could go to work, and on his salary as a working man, he could he could buy a car on a six-month note. It'd be paid for, a brand-new car. He could buy a house and pay for it in three years. He could have a, a, a nice house and, you know, and in a, a, a suburb and uh, send his children to college on a working man's wages. Volkswagens were 1995, brand yeah. new. You know what that, else happened? That, all right, all right what, this is all true. Yeah, but Del, I mean, what but else that, 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 People, we are going to leave this. What, no, this, one this, other this, thing. In this, 1970, the other thing that happened is the American dollar went off the gold I standard. I knew you were going to bring no, that no, up. No, no, no. And, and there's now, some more pudding-headed economics. No, no, without, the American dollar is now worth 18 cents. That well, is our purchasing power is, right now. That know, is why nobody can buy things without having three jobs at you their know, house. People, it, it, until until you get your economics degree, move on. Now the uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not Andy Ogles. I promise you, but I will tell you this. <laughs> I know, under, I have run businesses. Oh, I own my don't, own businesses. don't sacrifice me on a cross of gold," said William Jennings Bryan. I mean, this is crap. But the, and and it illustrates further the crap conversations that have been going on since 1970. Of solutions to this problem, and Democratic and Republican solutions have been tried. There have been times of Republican presence with both houses of Congress, and whatever they've thrown at it has not worked. And you know, we got an email over the break. You know, said you raise wages, then of course, whatever people are going to pay, Walmart's going to raise their price That's of right. grocery and dry goods That's at right. the end of the week. That's right. And your pay raise is going to get wiped That's out. Right. That's you know that's that's what and so we're just spinning our wheels you know yes we are and and the and the texture was right you know we have not figured a way out of this and all I'm saying is you know the bone I'm throwing to Mr. York is the problem is real but Democrats and Republicans have not proposed any real solutions they they've tried stuff and none of it's worked. I'll and, agree. That's the one true thing you've said. And right? it's time to think of something <laughs> right. else. Well, quit well, printing money I, where it's useless now, well, and you know, that will help a the, lot. Have the government stop spending armchair, so much and lower you, you armchair economists. You know, we need to. <laughs> and again, economists are just like you know your doctors. There's some of them that you form a relationship and you trust, and then there's some of them that are garbage. And so, you know, this is a, instead there's, of instead of hurling all these accusations. Uh, you know, really legitimate, down-in-the-weeds uh, discussions about the various pressures in the economy and how the rules of the road might be changed uh, to alleviate this situation and incentivize uh, people who employ labor to pay more for labor. And uh, the, the <coughs> solutions that have been tried don't work. That's my only point. And the texture was right. Those solutions... You know, that's, and that's exactly what happens when you uh, change wages by fiat, uh, which is which is uh, minimum wage change. Then Walmart just raises their prices to soak it up. So you know, all right, we're leaving this. The uh, uh, it, it's just in, important to recognize that it, there's a real problem, and that Anthony Oliver, uh, you know, he, he's gotten hold of something that is is really important to the people of this country. Now what? Uh, announcements. There's a road closure. Uh, well, it, it's not a road closure, but they are paving the uh, road, the Pulaski Pike, uh, from here in Columbia all the way down to the county line, I think. Yeah. So if you're going down uh, 
toward Pulaski, you know, uh, maybe sort of a rough go with all that paving going on. Take there. the interstate. Good luck. Yeah, or to go down Council Pike. And let's see, Clayton, you had something you want to talk about. Yeah, game of the week this week uh, is going to be uh, on, on Friday night on 101.7 WKOM and uh, also on 103.7 WKRM. It's going to be Columbia Central High School versus Marshall County High School. Uh, but before the game, there's going to be a pregame tailgate sponsored by the light from the darkness. And uh, everyone's invited. Uh, it's from 5 to 6.30 at the cabin at Murray County Park. Meat will be provided by the Hall family. Uh, and it will. Uh, there's going to be a video presentation featuring the CHS dance team, uh, the student section cheerleaders, and the football team. So... Uh, Big big weekend. High school football starts off uh, starts their season Friday night, and uh, we'll be there to cover it and look forward to it. That's awesome. That's that gonna is. be awesome. Yeah. Hey, there's another thing that I've been wanting to talk about for a couple of weeks. Uh, that's a sort of a cautionary tale. Did y'all did y'all read about the lawsuit in Canada where this guy was dealing with his contractor, and his contractor let him know by text that he was able to find materials, and uh, so the guy that hired him hit the emoji thumbs up on his text not meaning to order it but to say okay i received this text and that's good the contractor took it as order it and so there was a lawsuit and so now if you use that thumbs up on your emoji on a text affirmative it is a legally binding thing so be very careful with your thumbs up and all that other stuff on any text Okay, so well, I'm not sure it's going to be legally binding in, in all well, jurisdictions in the United States. Yeah, but, but yes, I mean, do, you're right. Be careful. Be and, careful. Uh, and uh, this is the, this is the law professors will be picking this one up real quick to torture uh, first year contract students <laughs> with. <laughs> you know, well, this is the kind of thing they love to throw at you know first year students and get them tied up in knots. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, the guy that did the thumbs up is paying for a bunch of materials he didn't officially think he ordered, but he did. So. Mm. Let's see, fodder for first-year law school students. You know, they can't figure out which way to go, you know. All right. Uh, the other thing that's happened, actually, that, you know, all this, there's a lot of stuff going on, most of which I don't care to talk about. If just y'all do, then bring it on. But um, the uh, Robert F. Kennedy was interviewed uh, and laid it out in a way. We've all heard snippets of it. Yep. But we haven't had it all put together. Yep. Uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, and we heard our friend Stephen Porter, late Stephen Porter, told us about this, that this gain-of-function research, which which resulted in COVID, uh, was being paid for by the United States government, and uh, and it was being done and funded by Anthony Fauci and being done over in and around North Carolina State University. Chapel, it was Chapel Hill. Uh, Del, they don't know where COVID came from. Well, it seems no, all, you know, allegations and suppositions but they don't know where covid well, came from they don't know if seems, it came it from animals pretty, or if it was man-made it seems pretty clear now and uh so the uh, 300 scientists wrote a letter to president obama uh saying what anthony fauci is doing is dangerous yeah and as a result obama ordered fauci to quit shut it down yeah. shut it down and but instead, what Fauci did was moved the gain of function research to Wuhan and to the Ukraine, and continue. so Trump allowed it to happen. Then, right? What? Uh, I'm sorry, it was moved offshore sense, under Obama. 
Well, but, but Obama uh, shut it down. So if it moved to China, it moved under Trump, right? Uh, no, my, my understanding, my understanding is, my understanding is that happened under. Uh, it really doesn't make any difference who it happened. Happened in 2014. <laughs> I mean, well, 2014. Yeah, Jim. Fauci. When Obama shut him down, instead of shutting down, he just Fauci moved. went rogue. Yep. He absolutely went rogue. Yep. Where neither Obama or Trump knew what the hell he was doing. Yep. He went rogue, and he was spending the United States' money and moved the gain of Fauci, the gain function. of function research to Ukraine and Wuhan. Where? You're taking a word of an eyeball doctor that don't know anything about research. What? They're just talking about RFK. We, about we do know, in fact, that Obama ordered Fauci to quit. And we do know, in fact, that Fauci went rogue and did not quit. Right. And then we do know, in fact, that you know Wuhan is where this all came from. And then... What what's come to light now, though, is that uh, documentation has been unearthed through various legal procedures showing that Fauci and some other researchers, uh, other scientists, got over three hundred million dollars in royalties for the vaccine. Yes. This this rogue actor created a disease and then became filthy rich in the providing what was supposed to be the cure for it didn't work but and so i mean if, if this is all true this is all true fauci has committed genocide and should be executed Rand paul me, filed criminal little... charges against fauci yeah this is what Rand paul has Rand, been so upset right, about and Rand paul filed Rand criminal no, Rand paul filed criminal charges and then his office was set on fire yeah this is this what Rand paul like, was so upset about function is no more than changing the genetics of of a of a disease don't mess with mother nature it's dangerous.